What's going on, Champagne Sharks? We have a YouTube channel. The YouTube channel is youtube.com forward slash Champagne Sharks. Very easy to remember. Or just go to youtube.com and search Champagne Sharks. You'll see the channel. You'll see our logo. It's not hard to find. And we have merchandise now. The merchandise is pretty cool. And we're going to use the money that we make from the merchandise to pursue some of our other goals for the podcast. It's tentative right now, but we're trying to do a podcast network what we're trying to do is make a money stream to help make that a reality and all this stuff helps in respect to that uh, creating equipment buying service space all this stuff so yeah if you want more content not just from us but from other people all this stuff really helps what we're hoping is to get some black women some black queer voices and some other black men as well and try to create things that are kind of in the spirit of the show but don't quite just reproduce the worldview because i think that'd be kind of boring for everybody you know things that similar in spirit but also different enough to justify their existence you know so all that helps so go to redbubble.com for the merchandise store and search t bilzy put in that search term t b-i-l-z-i-e that's t-bilzy t-b-i-l-z-i-e so in quick summation it's youtube.com forward slash champagne sharks for the youtube channel and don't just watch the videos comment like subscribe and share definitely share and also redbubble.com search t-bilzy t-b-i-l-z-i-e you'll see three designs each design has its own line of products under it so yeah redbubble.com search t-bilzy and check out all three designs and the products underneath them you'll see t-shirts hoodies tablet and smartphone cases as well as pins stickers covid masks which we make no profit on the covid mask we sell at cost because we don't feel like it's right to make a profit off a pandemic and pins and a bunch of other cool products uh, the mugs are beautiful check out the mugs especially you'll especially love the mugs yeah so check all that stuff out you'll like it so without further ado here's the episode you're really gonna enjoy it interesting topic and also uh, reach out to us at champagne sharks at gmail.com if you have any questions or feedback or interested in the podcast network we're always interested in new voices all right thanks so much talk to you soon all right welcome welcome another episode of champagne sharks this is kenny i'm here with mario what's going on people it's mario you can catch me on twitter at mdmill79 i know i've been uh out of commission lately but you know when things calm down out here and you'll see hear more of me as soon as i get my bearings right man you know there's been a lot going on uh with this pandemic and Corona and all that good stuff. So, man, I've been getting a lot of hours at work and things and, you know, just man, by the time I get home, I'm drained. <laughs> so, <laughs> no, I know. could dig that, man, especially yeah. in the summertime is, you know, it's hot as hell. Outside. Oh man. Yeah. We was just talking so, about that. Yeah. And I'm on, you guys can find me on Twitter at Lazarus lives X three. Um, most of you guys, you see us streaming on YouTube. A lot of, we, we probably stream more than we do record the podcast, but, um, we kind of all over the place lately, you know, because of the pandemic and heat and there's a lot going on, but, um, you guys can subscribe. You can subscribe to the YouTube page. You go to champagne sharks, YouTube page. Um, you can subscribe, um, subscribe to the Patreon. You can find us on Patreon, champagne sharks, become a patron for $5, less, less than a blunt. Okay. So you can, <laughs> you can become a, a patron and, uh, you can find T I think T yeah, T is on T Ricky Rawls on Twitter and also the champagne sharks, Twitter page. You can follow us on the Champagne Sharks uh, podcast 
on Twitter. So yeah. Hey, and you guys, we want to just tell you really, man, we really appreciate your patronage. We appreciate all of you that, that go out. We appreciate all of our listeners that, that support us, but we, you know, just in particular want to give a special shout out to all of our patrons, man, because, you know, I know it's a, it's a difficult times for a lot of people financially, you know, now they got this thing where they're talking about there's a coin shortage, so they don't want to. Oh, yeah. I saw a sign today in my local store, man. I was in there getting ready to buy some coffee inside of a 7-Eleven, and they were talking about exact change only or you yeah. car. And I'm like, man, <laughs> the hell y'all I talking? forgot what they said, what the problem was with the coins. I forgot what it was, but the coins are out there. They just can't find them or some shit. Yeah, like that. that's such a 2020 thing. You yeah, see what I'm yeah. saying? Can't find <laughs> anything. Like, you know, pandemic, no. racial gone, dimes are gone. I remember they were going to get rid of pennies years ago. They were going to get rid of the penny, but they didn't. And then they started making those new quarters and those new dimes and new nickels and stuff. So I don't know. It's 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 crazy. But How you know, you can have a coin shortage. I don't yeah. know either. But I mean, dude, if you walk up down the street in any American city, you can come up with a dollar and change. Yeah. yeah. You know what I'm saying? But yeah, but anyway, yeah, for sure. I appreciate, but we, like I was saying, man, we appreciate you guys hanging in there, even though, you know, for some of us, uh, the financial crunch may be coming on us. And uh, we just appreciate you guys breaking us off that $5 a month. Yeah, especially, you know, people, the the new subscribers, the day one subscribers, and especially the, the YouTube people on YouTube, man. Like, since we've, we've been streaming on YouTube, we've got a lot of interactions through Periscope, Twitch. YouTube, we're going to, you'll be able to see us on Facebook live soon. Um, we're going to get that together. And also you'll be seeing a lot of Vita, Vita star. She's new to the platform. So I just want to appreciate everybody for welcoming her and making her feel comfortable. You know what I mean? And since big Mike passed away, rest in peace. Like we just keep pushing and for all the people that's been riding with us from the, since day one, when, you know, we was on a different, what was the other name of the platform? You know what? I can't even happened? remember what the hell that thing was called. It was so <laughs> raggedy. <laughs> whatever that other platform was, was and when i was i was, I was using that. an android phone and was sounding like darth vader yeah. you know <laughs> so much respect to everybody that's been supporting us man we appreciate you guys and hopefully we can do like when this is all over we can meet up and do a live show uh, so that's that's the goal man that's the goal. in california though because i don't want to go to new york <laughs> yeah, they got a lot <laughs> but, uh, going on out there yeah, but but yeah uh me and mario was talking off the air um and something you know we wanted to address was this whole idea of quote unquote the feds what's going on with you know i live i'm here in portland so <clears throat> I, I get offended sometimes when people always have these assumptions about what's going on in portland when it comes to these federal police officers that are here and there's a, there's a lot of things going on when it comes to the federal government right now and how they're infiltrating groups gangs all kinds of stuff going on right now um you want to speak you want to you want to uh, speak on that mario yeah well first of all y'all let's 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 keep kenny in prayer because, you know, <laughs> at any given moment, Kenny can be abducted and whisked away <laughs> in an unmarked car. And we don't want that to happen. You know what I'm saying? Ken is very active. He he, he gets outside and, and does his thing. Me on my bike. Me on his bike with, him, with, with, with taking safety precautions with his right, mask right. and all right. that. You know, right. so we don't want Kenny to get swooped up in a in an unmarked vehicle mm-hmm. <laughs> and take it to an undisclosed location. Man, so. End up in the woods somewhere. Right. Exactly. No, um, so yeah, man, you was you were pointing out some of the stuff um, going on with the Fed, with the feds, particularly in your in, in your area, your neck of the woods, Portland, and in the in the um, Northwest period, you know, because yeah. it extends all the Seattle way up to Seattle. Yeah, and so you know, a lot of this stems from Donald Trump telling William Barr to uh, get more active and you know unleash the feds on the people, right? And so you saw what happened; they came with a heavy hand up there in Portland and in seattle and now we're getting reports of them going to other parts of the country too we heard some stuff happening in chicago we heard some stuff i think some stuff maybe happening in new york and so it seems that they have a strategy that they're trying to follow and um so far i gotta give it to portland i talked to ken about this the other day off the air i said man i'll tell you what you can say whatever you want about portland man but you know as soon as those feds start cracking down they didn't bow down man they came back out (laughs) Stronger than I before. I mean, it got it got so bad. It was um, like challenge accepted. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The protesters went to the mayor's house. Oh, word! I didn't even hear about that. Yeah, okay. the protesters went to the mayor's house. The mayor marched with the people, and he got tear gas. Okay, you know what? I think I did hear something about that. Yeah, I did hear something about that. Yeah, yeah and the governor, the governor Kate Brown. Now she's stepping up, saying that the the Oregon police and well, not even the the Portland police, the state police 
are going to be protecting the protesters. So that's why I tweeted the other day. I said, you know what? There's a chance we might see cop on cop violence. Oh, okay. So that's what that was. Okay. Yeah. So the state, the Oregon state police are protecting protesters near the courthouse downtown and near the federal building downtown. Mm-hmm. And those federal, those federal police officers are outnumbered. So let me ask you a little. Let me ask you something about um, the layout of downtown Portland, because this is what this is one of the things that's confusing me. From what I understand, uh, they only have so much authority to work down there as far as we talk about the federal agents. Yeah, their their mission is supposed to be to protect the federal buildings. Down Absolutely. There. Is, right. is that where the majority of the protests are happening or, well, or? So the federal building, this is how small downtown Portland. You, you've been to Seattle. You've seen downtown Seattle. Downtown Seattle looks damn near identical to downtown Portland. It's just downtown Seattle is five times bigger. So downtown Portland, you have Pioneer Square, you have the federal building, and literally two blocks over, you have the Oregon courthouse. So the protesters are down there in both places. There and the, and the police department, the Justice Center, is across the street from the courthouse. So you have protesters at the police station, you have po- protesters at the Justice Center, and you have protesters at the federal building. Now, this is what people got to understand. The federal police have already been here because they protect the federal building. So there's not any, it's not anything new about federal police being here. They've always been here. You know what I mean? It's just that they brought in extra ones from different places to, I guess, enforce. They're going, they're, they're going places that aren't the federal building. You know what I'm saying? They're over in front of the police station, all these different places. And what happened is they started hurting people. They started hitting people and people fighting back. Because one of the things I thought I was, that was weird is that a lot of these federal police officers are little dudes. I didn't understand that. I was like, why do these do so little? You know what I'm saying? So I was like, are they federal police or are they just cops from another jurisdiction in another state just sent over here? Because it was like, man, these dudes, they was they was beating people. You know, they was they do. They do a lot what they always do. They pick on the weak people. So if you a weak person, like I've, I've seen a lot of videos and I've heard stories from people here in town about certain people that were walking by themselves and the federal police jumped out the van and just snatched them up, beat them up and then threw them out the van down the street. God damn. Okay. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Or they shooting, they shoot the rubber bullet guns at people. And I guess in the rubber bullet guns, there's a, uh, there's levels to it. You know what I mean? Like you don't have to shoot it at the highest level, but that's what they've been doing. And they taking chunks of people's foreheads out and shit. Yeah. I think it was up there too, is where the guy was shot the head with a, was it like a tear gas canister or yeah. something like that? And they it lodged the damn thing inside of the guy's skull. If I'm not yeah. mistaken, man. So yeah. It's, so it's, it's, it's been, it's been wild with that and the protest. You know, I'm trying to explain to people on Twitter is like, man, you can't be surprised by any of this because this has been going on in Portland for 20 years when it comes to protests. And I mean, the WTO protest that happened, that was in 2008, I think. That was crazy. I actually got stuck downtown. You're talking about the whole, uh, what was it called again? I'm, I'm having I think a WTO. Is it WTO? What was it? What was the name of it? Um, no, the movement behind it, though. Was oh, canceled. that was that was during the Occupy. Occupy. There you go. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. yeah. Now, it was crazy in Portland and in Seattle. So um, for it, for, you know, protesting in Portland is like making peanut butter and jelly. Like that's right. <laughs> that's mother's you know? milk right there. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's nothing. Yeah. So what, what now there's also been some confusion about like which agencies are specifically there. You know, you hear I've heard the U.S. Marshals are there. I've heard Department of Homeland Security, DHS agents. I've yeah. heard ICE is there. Yeah. They heard, uh, yeah. Customs enforcement, all this type of stuff. And um, so the confusion, I guess, is people, when they take these people away, they don't know where they're going. Mm-hmm. And then when they get there, they're kind of just letting people go. They'll ask yeah, them they a few questions the and, then they, and then they just let you go or whatever. So it's kind of like, well, what the hell is the purpose of, of well, snatching First people? thing first, when you're downtown Portland, you see um, the Department of Homeland Security G- trucks all the time. Mm, okay. They've always been here. This is the thing about all these different agencies. They've always been here. They came here after the um, Patriot Act, Rumsfeld and all those John Ashcroft and all of them. They're the ones that went to, once the Patriot Act came in, they started beefing up security at the airports and things like that. So you got a lot more customs agents, Department of Homeland Security. Now, the problem is these people aren't they're not trained like police. So that sometimes they can um, end up in some bad, bad situations. But they've always been here. When you get anywhere near the courthouse downtown, you're going to see Department of Homeland Security. Now, I don't I didn't see any ICE. Officers in like that. And this is the crazy thing is that the neighborhood where ICE should be, you don't never see ICE over there. I'm not going to say what neighborhood it is, but the neighborhood where ICE should be, you don't never see them over there. You mm. know what I'm saying? So for ICE to be downtown, I don't know what they was going to do. Yeah. Because there's majority white people down there, straight up. Mm. 
You know what I'm saying? Majority white people downtown. That's how it usually goes in Portland, where the protest will initially start where it's everybody down there. Then after a while, everybody else is like, okay, y'all going a little too far. I don't want to set shit on fire. Are the demographics of those protests, is it it, it really, uh, is there a lot of black people in Portland still? Like, what's what's, what's the numbers? I mean, black Portland is, um, see, this this is the crazy thing about Portland. It's a lot like Seattle. There are black people here, but it's like herding cats to find them all. Because gentrification destroyed North and, North and Northeast Portland so bad that black people are literally just sprawled out everywhere. You're getting mm-hmm. in wherever you can fit in or you left. Right. So I think 45% of the black population have left Portland in the last 25 years. You know what I'm That's saying? Was, yeah. I mean, there was a point in time in North and Northeast Portland where you can go all day and don't see no white people. Yeah. But that was in 1995. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Oh, so the, yeah. na- yeah. the neighborhood that I grew up in was all black. It's literally the only black people in that neighborhood is my pops. That's it. Damn. You know what I'm saying? It's bad. And even some of the white people that I remember from when I was growing up, even they don't even like it. Mm. They they don't even like it. There's a guy, <laughs> there's a guy, man, this dude named, we call him Mr. Jim. He's been living in my grandmother's neighborhood since 1971. Mm. And he can't even, he and he's a Republican. This motherfucker's a Republican <laughs> Republican. He can't wow. stand white people. He can't stand the white people in the neighborhood. And, you know, when my grandmother passed in 2011, he was at the funeral and stuff like that. And he was like, yeah, I guess the neighborhood is changing. I'm like, you think? Right. You know what I'm saying? So Portland is a weird place because the demographics change so rapidly. You know, people are still talking about gentrification in San Francisco and Brooklyn and places like that. It's over here. Mm-hmm. It's done. It's a done deal. Yeah. Y'all on y'all damn third generation of, oh, of yeah. gentrifiers over there, right? Oh, y'all? Yeah. Yeah, 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 you know what I'm saying. So, uh, but as far as the the police, you know, we even, I, you know, you even have uh, police officers that are like confused as to what they should be doing mm-hmm. because they don't know how to protect the federal police, and they're not used to protecting the citizens. Right. So right. they don't know what the hell to do. You know. Mm-hmm. So the governor is just stepping up, and she's, you know, she's, and I got to give uh, Governor Kate Brown some respect because she not only has that on her hands, but she got this damn pandemic where they're trying to open up schools. And, and I just got, you know, I work for the together. school district here. Yeah. And I just got an email saying that we're not, there ain't nobody going to be in those school buildings until November. Mm, mm, mm. So it's going to be all long distance learning from September 2nd all the way to November. Yeah. So, yeah. That's, that's a whole other. Yeah. Yeah. They just, um, they're talking about doing everything online down here as well, man. So, you know, mm-hmm. it's going to be a long summer for my kids. They're getting antsy. They're ready to go back to school. Mm-hmm. And, you know, my son is his senior year, man. So, oh, man. You know, oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, my seventeen-year-old man. This is his, uh, his senior year. This is swan song. Yeah, he's like, damn man, I ain't gonna get to go to prom. I ain't gonna get to do none of that, man. I'm like, hey, mm-hmm. health first, son. You know, you got to keep that in perspective, man. Everything in perspective, but it's hard for kids to kind of, mm-hmm. you know, see that he wanted to live his life, man. I mean, it was hard for me. I got a sixteen-year-old daughter, and I can't keep her in the house as much as I would like. Mm-hmm. There's only so much you could do. You know what I'm saying? What What are people doing though? That's what I'm tripping off of. Like everything well, you know, these closed kids, now. You know, kids. Kids will find something. They'll find do. something, huh? Yeah, kids will find something to do, especially yeah. in the summer. But grownups, man, take your ass home. Yeah, <laughs> right. <laughs> I ain't doing. Sh- I ain't been doing shit, but working and reading, man. Mm-hmm. That's it. I ain't, I haven't been able to do a damn thing. We kind of started going out a little bit when they kind of opened up things again a little bit, mm-hmm. you know, restaurants, things like that. But, you know, they seem like they closed it back down as soon as they opened it up, man. It was yeah, crazy. they shut the whole state down down in California. They, I was telling my boy, he lives down there now, and he was kind of tripping on um, how they shut it down. And he was like, man, what's it like up there back at home up in Portland? I said, well, you got to remember, y'all got more kids than we have entire population here. Mm-hmm. There's only 8 million people in the state of Oregon. Wide I don't know what the population is in California, but I'm sure it's three times, three, four times that. Oh man, shit! It's shit. It's probably about seven million in Los Angeles yeah. alone. <laughs> alone, you know what I'm saying? So y'all got more kids. Y'all got to worry about kids that's going back to school. But with all these protests and stuff going on in the in the federal police, is interesting. What's going to be interesting is how you know when you go to certain cities, how much are people willing to take? Because I mean, we saw. I, I saw a video today with that one dude, Am, Ooh, Ammon Bundy. 12 million, not to catch you up. 12, 12 million, million four hundred and forty-seven thousand in Los Angeles. Oh, and just in LA? Yeah. Oh my lord. Yeah, we only got eight million people here, period, in the whole state. <laughs> but that's also why it's been so easily, easily, easy to manage this pandemic here. Uh-huh. You know, when you go into a store in Portland, man, you ain't gonna see nobody without a mask on. That right. that's just is they're gonna look at you like you're crazy. Right. You know what I'm saying? And we only we only have we average about 300 people positive a day. 
to where in other places they got 1200 1500 you know mm-hmm. all that kind of stuff so mm-hmm. but uh Ammon Bundy you remember him from the Bundy ranch yeah that's Clive and Bundy's kid right Ammon Bundy made a video today talking about defending the police he said he was going to go out and march with Black Lives Matter yeah i heard about that i had heard about that and uh there's a lot of mixed reaction to that you know what well, i'm saying well, all, all, of, all of the white supremacists which is all of his fans flipped out yeah i bet they did yeah, they're all flipping out, and you know, there's always the same excuse of, oh, come to Minneapolis, I'll show you. You don't even live there. Right. Is, you know, is, then it's always, haven't you seen dot, dot, dot city? He's being consistent with his, you know, yeah, with his purported thing about, you know, government overreach mm-hmm. and all this kind of stuff. You know what I'm saying? So I can respect know, that. I can respect it if he's if he's genuine with it. And yeah, all this, I'm not fucking with him, but no, 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 you know, no. I could I could definitely. Uh, he's more consistent than a lot of these other conservatives are because a lot of these people are just loving the fact that the feds are going in there. And I'm like, well, damn. What about Bundy Ranch? You know, they yeah, real yeah. Quiet I thought you guys about, were patriots, and I think you're yeah. gonna, they're going to take our guns and and all this other bullshit y'all yeah. be talking about. Now all of a sudden. You don't. You're not tripping off that. You know oh, what I mean? Man. Now it's not a big deal. Now, right? You know? They had a. Um, they spliced together. I think it was on the Daily Show. They spliced together a clip of um, all these Fox News contributors and hosts talking mm-hmm. about how horrible, how it's good that the feds are going into Portland and Seattle and and you know they taking people out of there and this that and the third. But then they spliced together with clips of the exact same people in 2014 <laughs> about the Bundy Ranch situation. And they were all, oh, this is government overreach. The feds yeah. need to get out of there yeah. pulling guns and tasering American people. This is unacceptable. You know what I mean? It was just outrage. They, like, they, were, they, were, they were they were tripping about when they were here in Oregon down at that uh, that Fish and Wildlife, that federal right. building. Way people down forget about Oregon. that one. Yeah, they, it was a, it was a literally a standoff. Right. Some people got killed up there. Yeah. Yeah. Two yeah. people got killed. So and but they what were they saying? It's too much government. Too much yep. too much too much government. Too much government. Government overreach. I told somebody today, I said, you know, when it comes to these people, you gotta re- react you gotta listen for the cold word. Black Lives Matter is a cold word for nigger. Uh-huh. And if you're white supporting Black Lives Matter, that means you're a nigger lover. Yep. When they call you a lib, you're a nigger lover. That's what yep. it means. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. You get that through your head, you'll understand everything else easily. Gotta you know what I mean? And the cold words, man. That's yeah. It. yeah, yeah, You saw yeah. that video with the young man in Arkansas. Did you see yeah. that video? Mm-hmm. Yeah, man. He, he, <laughs> he wasn't doing nothing there but standing there with a sign. Yeah, that's it. He didn't say nothing to the people. He was just minding his business, and they were pulling up. You better be gone. I'll be back here in about fifteen minutes. You better get yeah. your ass out of here. <laughs> <laughs> I, mean, I was about to say the one dude said when I get back here you better not be here yeah I was like damn <laughs> man it's, and it's you know why crazy. you know why they're comfortable saying that's because the law enforcement is going to protect them uh-huh. you know if law enforcement is not going if, if law enforcement protected the citizens the way they're supposed to they wouldn't feel comfortable doing that not at all not at you know all. Yeah. but they know that the law enforcement has their back so you know it's it's a uh, it's it's crazy because you know you you know, Herman Cain died. Yeah, I've been reading about that. You know, Herman Cain was one of those uh, for nobody, for everybody that doesn't remember Herman, Herman Cain was the CEO of Godfather Pizza, which uh, I've never had Godfather Pizza, but I never heard anything good about it. Um, I, Godfather Pizza left here when I was a kid. We used to yeah, have some. It's not even here. Yeah. We, we barely got Pietro's here. Um, he was the CEO of Godfather Pizza and he was one of the main people that was going to the Trump rally talking about not wearing a mask and we tired of this and we ain't putting up with it. I mean, he came up with COVID nineteen and passed away. Yeah, man. And then one of the uh, one of his little acolytes said something real slick on on Twitter about that. Oh, was it Twitter or Facebook? One of the, one of the social media platforms. And she says, "Man, you got all these Democrats and liberals and celebrities coming up with COVID and they not dying, but then Herman Cain dies. This is not fair, you know." <laughs> like, the newest conspiracy. <laughs> like you are a damn. Everything is the left, the left, and the oh, liberals. Yeah. And it's just, it's the are, left's fault that we're dying. Wait a minute, what? Right. So no, nobody that voted Democrat died from COVID nineteen. <laughs> all right. But what about all the people dying in California? Right, man. Yeah. For real, on, you know, man. up here. Yeah, exactly. You know what I'm saying? We got about nine hundred people that died so far. It's just crazy, man. It's it's, it's crazy. Uh, I got a partner that works at a grocery store, and somebody at the grocery store came up with it, and he was tripping because. They wouldn't tell him who it was. And I said, well, they can't. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? They'll violate HIPAA and they'll get sued. 
But I understand what you're saying. You know what I mean? Because I told, but I told him, I said, you gotta remember this. How much of this shit is affecting your brain as compared to affecting your immediate community? Mm-hmm. I said, so when you go, when you go home, do you know anybody in your neighborhood that has it? He said, no. I said, so you know more people that's on TV <clears throat> and in the media that has it or had it or know something about it than people that live in your own neighborhood. I said, so you can't let it get to you like that, man. Cause I'm gonna tell you right now, the two people that's gonna make a lot of money, the doctors and the therapists. Oh, the therapist is going to have a top hat and a monocle on like the mm-hmm. Monopoly man. Because <laughs> a lot of people are finding out they need therapy. Man, this, shit. Yeah. this COVID shit is tripping people out. You yeah, know what people I mean? are losing their mind. But yeah. it's funny because you're starting to see a lot of things and you, you, you're really finding out who people are, man. It's, it's, oh, it's yeah. an amazing thing to just be whole when you see. Especially how, the reckless people. Yeah. You saw that you one know? girl blew herself Damn here blew herself up trying to set her dude's car on fire. Yeah. 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 Blew her into the other car. Yeah. People but you even see people, young people, and I, you know, it's something I told my daughter. I said, man, I, I get it, man. You believe that uh, you're invincible. I remember what it was like being 16. I thought I was invincible too. Mm-hmm. And I told her, I said, but don't get it twisted. I said, there's a that girl in Atlanta that threw that party. As soon as they opened up the state of Georgia up, she threw a party. And she swore up and down she was only she was going to cancel the party, but she didn't because so many people was coming. But instead, she wasn't going to go. But she went anyway and was there for about five, 10 minutes, came up with COVID. You know what I'm saying? She said yeah. she went inside the party and there was people on the hookah straws and oh, dancing man. all up on each other. Oh, no. yeah. No. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Hop right on yeah. the hookah? On the hookah. Oh, man. People are out of their day. Sharing the hookah straws. I'm like, man, I. Yeah. Hey. But. Something I want to talk about, man, because, you know, a lot of people, there's this trend going on with the brother Grandmaster Jay. And now they're saying they think he's the feds. He's the he's the he's an agent. He's the feds. And all because he did a video the other day about uh, I guess he had his M16 and he was showing how he banged it on the ground and the chamber kind of moves, you know, like a um, innocent fire. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, guns go off. And it was a lot of people talking. Oh, yeah, I was in the Marines. and I never even heard of that. I ain't never been in no military and I've heard of it. Right. You know, accidental discharges. There's two types of discharges. There's either it's either going to be a negligent discharge or an or an accidental discharge. Mm-hmm. You have an accidental discharge. It could be you know you dropped it and it wasn't a drop proof weapon, right. and it, it discharges like a shotgun or something like that. Or you thought a gun was unloaded and you you know something happened and a round was discharged. A negligent discharge is. You know, you got your finger on the trigger, you right. bullshitting and playing around on your phone or something, and then you accidentally squeeze the trigger yeah, like and Nick pop around off. Right. So <laughs> that's one you can actually be charged with a crime for. You know what I'm saying? If you really go, if you want to, for, for, for accidental discharges, they have them all the time in the military, in the army, they have them, in the Marines, they have them. Every branch of the military has them. I think I was reading somewhere where they had a, a thing where two tanks fired at each other on action. Oh, wow. Yeah, man. So <laughs> for, for someone to, to sit there and and, and uh, make a big deal out of an accidental discharge, that, that just goes to show to me that, number one, they just looking to troll any little thing that happens anyway because they don't like what's going on with that movement. And two, they don't have very extensive training and use of firearms at all. because. Right negligent excuse me accidental discharges happen all the time they happen at gun ranges you saw that one situation where the guy was uh, he was teaching a little girl how to shoot mm-hmm. and then she ended up killing the guy because you know he was helping her to fire a fully automatic weapon oh wow and then she couldn't get you know she couldn't get control of it and it went off and uh he ended up getting hit and died you know what wow. i'm saying stuff like that happens man it's it's uh it's just, you go on the, on the on YouTube and just type accidental discharge and right. you'll see thousands of videos pop up with people at gun ranges, people doing military exercises, whatever. It's a normal part, uh, unfortunately. Unfortunately, right. You know what I'm saying? And, and just thank goodness no one got seriously hurt in the scenario that they had. Now, what I heard was it actually um, they explained it like this. Uh, they it was actually somebody who passed out due to heat exhaustion. Yes, because it was damn near 100 degrees in uh, in uh, Louisville, and so they had been standing out for a few hours or what have you, you know, while in the area where they stage at, and then the guy fell woozy and he passed out, and they he handed his wife his weapon 
or his girl or whoever was with him, he had her the weapon. And she didn't, you know, she wasn't someone who was uh, fully trained on what to do. It was kind of like an abrupt handoff before he passed right. out. And then she ended up dropping the thing. And, and it went off. It went off. So, you know, if that's the case, you know, shit happens, man. Yeah. But uh, a lot of trolls were were jumping all over that, man. And that was, uh, <clears throat> it, it says more about them than it says about anything that happened. Yeah. And for those that don't know, Grandmaster Jay is a brother that uh, started a militia called the NAFCW, I believe it's called. NFAC, NFAC yeah. Not fucking around. Yeah, not it's fucking not around. around crew. <laughs> <laughs> I love that name, man. Yeah, that name not says it around. all. They let you know what the deal is. But this topic of somebody is quote unquote the feds, someone is an agent, is starting to become so rampant. Mm-hmm. And historically, you know, the Black Panther Party is a perfect example of when somebody is the feds. You know, when the feds, the one, the one thing about the federal government, we'll just say, the, instead of saying the feds, because, you know, niggas call the police the feds. Right. I mean, it couldn't be further from the truth. But the federal government, when the federal government is investigating, there's going to be consequences and repercussions, and it can lead to one of two things, imprisonment or death. Mm. It isn't going to be some, they're going to investigate and then give you a ticket. If the federal government is investigating you, trust me, when they come to get you, they got everything they need. They watch you for years. Yes, that's why all these big, all the big time drug dealers from back in the 80s and the Rayful Edmonds and all those dudes, when they got caught, they were done. Mm-hmm. It's very rare. You know, I think they said the federal, the federal government has a 98% conviction rate, mm-hmm. something like that. I think it's 90 or 98%. And most of the time, it's because people take a plea because they know they can't win. You know what I mean? Um, something that happened recently, I was reading an article about a brother down in Los Angeles who is um, ex-gang member who has brought a truce between two gangs, Mexican gangs and black gangs. And this brother is putting in a lot of work. Man, I've seen a lot of his videos on uh, via uh, Alex Alonzo, mm-hmm. Street Gangs, uh, Kev Mac videos. And this brother is sincerely trying to put together a truce. And, and what it research that I did is that it started in the prison where the, the Mexican mafia in prison was reaching out saying, yeah, it's time to end this. Right. You know? Yeah. Yeah. It was somebody that he knew or something like that that was yeah. a, a shot caller in the Mexican mafia. And they got together because they are, you know, understand in, in Los Angeles, the community, some of these hoods are literally right around the corner from each other. Mm-hmm. And so when you got the black gangs and the Latino gangs, a lot of them all grew up together. You right. know what I'm saying? Because we're just in close vicinity like that. So you got a lot of a lot of Latino hoods that are actually in the same hood or in the same area as right. the black guy. Right. You know, they just both individually just did their thing and what have you. So, you know, so these dudes been knowing each other since they were little kids. And, you know, these two, apparently they ran into each other in prison and they talked about, you know, be, squashing the beef that their two neighborhoods had. And, th- um, and these beefs have been going on for 30 years. 20, yeah, 20, yeah, 30 years. For, for decades, for yeah. more than two decades. Very bloody beefs. You yeah. Know, where people that, you know, loved ones been killed. Uh, a lot of bloodshed, a lot of prison time handed out behind that beef, a lot of things. And, you know, these two older guys got together and said, you know, it's time to put a stop to this. I couldn't believe it. You know, right. I, I, I was still amazed that it actually happened. But they, they made it happen, you know. Yeah. And, and, and it, that was thanks in large part, you know. Uh, I guess it ain't no secret who the man is. You know, they call him Doc. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Little Doc Thone. Yeah. And, and, uh, he was one of those guys that, you know, he had a past. He, he did things when he was younger, and then he went out and, you know, served his time, paid his debt to society, got out. And he was trying to make a better life for himself, and you know, see, he's tired of this stuff, and he wants to build the community up instead of destroy it, right? That's what we always want people to strive to do. Absolutely. And so by stopping that beef, man, that that was a huge, huge thing in LA, you got to kind of be from LA to really understand, not really, but to understand what that's like, man, to, to understand how deep games. those beefs go, right? The, the, the hatred run deep, right? And so for them to squash all of that and come together in unity uh, was, was a major thing. And now all of a sudden this guy gets picked up, not in just in, in a federal Rico case. Yes. You know, <laughs> 
I guess yeah. the next thing you know, they're going to be trying to put the kingpin exemption on them or something like that. And, and, <laughs> and this is the thing about when I was talking about being indicted by the feds. In my, own, in, in my own personal life, I've gotten in trouble when I was younger. I used to get into a lot of trouble. When I was 22 years old, I got indicted by the federal government for some stupid shit. It ended up not it ended up being dropped because I, it wasn't really any. It had nothing to do with me. But when you talk about getting indicted by the feds, especially on a RICO case, the RICO law is for like mob figures. That's for like John Gotti, you know, uh, Traficante, all these different people. So when you got a, a brother out here who is creating peace, the peace, there's been peace that's been going on from what I'm and I'm on the outside looking in. After Nipsey Hussle got killed, there's been peace between the Rolling Sixties and the A Trade Gangsters, and that which is an immortal beef that's been going on since 1979. A lot of lives lost. Right. There's peace there. Now you got the Mexican gangs and black gangs piecing up. So when you see the federal government step in and take this guy off the street for something that happened supposedly, allegedly, Almost that happened 20 years, 20 years ago, ago right. right? You have to actually look at that kind of stuff because, I, you know, a lot of people talk about, well, this person defends, that person defends. You don't know shit about the federal government. You know what I'm saying? Somebody getting on a video on YouTube talking about a gun dropping on the ground and it going off or Black Lives Matter or George Soros. No, we're talking about real life. Where these are people that are actually boots on the ground doing the work. Now I wouldn't be I wouldn't be shocked if more people get picked up to stop that that piece from going on. And and to double back a little bit uh, for everybody that hasn't ever seen the documentary um, Bastards of the Party, there's a part in the documentary where uh, Crip gang members talking to uh, Bone Sloan, who's a blood known blood, and the Crip dude is telling him that when we was piecing up. With this gang over here, they were stealing their cars and doing drive-bys. The police were still stealing their cars, dressed up like gang members doing drive-bys on us. Mm. And he said, and Bonestone asked him, he said, man, how, how did you know that that was going on? He said, the person, the, the, the gang we had peace with told us mm. that this is what the police was doing. So, and, you, and I'm sure you remember during the truce in 1992, the LAPD was putting out stories that gangs was going to join with Farrakhan and they was going to blow up the uh, police stations and all this kind <laughs> Yeah, of I remember that. You know I remember saying? that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So when you're talking about the federal government and how dirty they are, mm-hmm. look, I'm not saying that the federal government wouldn't uh, pay somebody to infiltrate a black organization or something like that. But you got to understand there's levels to it. You know, when the Black Panther Party was being infiltrated by the federal government, the reason why Geronimo Pratt went to prison is because they had been infiltrated so bad. Nobody would speak up for him because they didn't know who was a, who was a, a federal agent or not. Wow. That's the only reason why the federal government knew Geronimo Pratt didn't kill anybody. They knew he didn't do what they said he did. And he had a solid alibi. Mm -hmm. But because nobody in the party would step up for him because they were so paranoid because they had been infiltrated so much. Geronimo Pratt went away. You know what I'm saying? Asada Shakur is still on the run right now. And we all know about Darth or Perry. You know, people like that. That's the feds. Right. You know what I'm saying? It's not some it's, it's not the police officer in your neighborhood. That's just a cop who makes forty thousand dollars a year, if that. I think a lot of I think what a lot of people would say about Jay, and 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 I'll confess, you know, I had the same thought as well. I talked to um, one of our guests about this uh, about a month or so ago. Is that he just seemed like he just kind of popped up out of nowhere? Yeah, you know what I'm saying. And that, that was kind of like, true. yeah. So for me, that was kind of like, well, where did this dude come from? You know, he just kind of popped up out of nowhere. I still haven't really got a satisfactory uh answer about that you know but i mean you I know like it like i think me and you had this conversation off the air sometimes people move in silence man and they build and build and build it and then when it's time for them to step up to the spotlight boom they already there and they're ready to go you know it what i mean it's so, something that we, steve coakley i heard steve coakley say in a lecture on youtube probably back in 1995 he said you never want to reveal what what you have to until the enemy is defenseless to do anything about it Mm, yeah. So if these brothers was organizing in secret, that's what we should have been doing. That's yeah. what the Boogaloo boys and all these other different little white organizations mm-hmm. that be, you know, we don't for a lot of people, especially in the, in the black community, we're not on on the 4chan and all these different places looking at what people doing. Right. We're on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So really, they are meeting in secret because we can't see what the, we ain't paying attention to what the hell they doing. They hiding in plain sight. Yeah. But for us, when we do it, it's almost like hey, I'm guilty of this. I don't know who that nigga is. Uh-huh. I ain't never heard of him. He used to be a DJ back in the day. Oh yeah, nah, man. <laughs> and yeah, the thing about it is like, 
Okay, he was a DJ. All right. Yeah, then they'll go dig up some old videos or mm-hmm. something of him saying something out of pocket or whatever. Just like, dude, if you go find, let me tell you something, man. <laughs> <laughs> if you go back and you find stuff for me from eight years ago, seven, oh eight God. years ago, man, you would think I was the biggest coon. <laughs> I ain't even bullshitting, bro. I, man, I was I would have been an all lives matter type dude, man. I'm just keeping it a bean. You which, know, which because don't make no I, I didn't know you then, so that it that literally just makes no sense to me when you right. whenever it you wouldn't say make that, any like, sense, what? right? Mm-mm. Because this is how they this is how they train you, right? Um when I was a Democrat, I had no idea why I was a Democrat when I was a kid. I just knew that, you know, my family were Democrats. The Republicans were bad. The Democrats were good. Ronald Reagan was bad. Bill Clinton was good. George W. Bush, bad. Right. Uh, Obama, right. good. You know what I'm saying? You didn't understand politics. I didn't understand politics. But I remember um, a particular incident when I was a kid. I think I was either a, a senior or maybe a junior in high school. A teacher had us write, um, it was an English class, a teacher had us write, you know, just like a little literary project, you know, just write some expressive thoughts or whatever, right? So I wrote this whole paper about how black people, we scream about the injustices in our community, but look at what we do to each other and all this stuff, oh, right? <laughs> we is our own we worst is enemy. We is our own worst enemy, right? I did the whole spiel. And so now this little, little, little lily white lady teacher, she reads my paper and I'll be oh man, she grabs, oh my God, this is so good. I want to pin this up on the thing and I, oh, can damn. you write this? I'll type it and we're going to put it on the computer and then we're going to hang it in a, in a big placard on the wall and this, that and the other. I'm like, oh, wow. Okay. But that's how they, you know, that's how they do. And, you know, it, it just kind of blew my mind. I was like, damn, I didn't think I did that good of a job. What the hell is she so excited about what I wrote for? Basically, what I did, unbeknownst to myself at, at the age that I was at the time, I, I said something that they always want to say out loud, but they can't say it. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> at least not at that time. They, those are the things that they want to say. Y'all, it's y'all fault. You know? Right. What about black on black crime? This, that, and the other. Nobody taught me to say. At least I don't remember anybody ever teaching me how to say that shit. It kind of just seemed like it happened through osmosis somehow, man. You know? And so. As I got older, you know, especially coming out, you know, from a, a criminal background and all that, that's one of the biggest things that happens to dudes that are, are reformed convicts is when they, during the reformation process, they are doing some reformation, God. During the rehabilitation process, for whatever reason, we come in contact with a lot of people that, you know, a lot of Christian pastors that, that mm-hmm. preach that, that Americanized Christianity. And a, a big part of that Christianity is nationalism. You know what I'm saying? American nationalism. And so a lot of that stuff gets mixed in. And so you start to hear a lot of the striferism, a lot of bootstraps, a lot of uh, self-reflection, you know, build your own self up by your bootstraps and don't blame nobody else but yourself, this, that and the other. That's the kind of programming that we get. And so it's very easy to, to kind of slip into that, that kind of talk. You know what I'm saying? Right. And um, so that's how I came about it. And I'm, I'm saying all that to say that a person can change their views once they start to get more information, because I was calling myself a conservative for a long period of time. Well, not a long, but, you know, for a few years. And um, what ended up happening with me is the first thing that happened was Trayvon Martin. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, I saw how like a lot of my little conservative buddies or a lot of the conservative people that I that I used to read and listen to. How they were talking about that. Now I was never one of them Larry Elder type motherfuckers. Yeah, 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 I was yeah. I was never none of that. Like that Candace Owens shit and all that. I was never that. So that that's really a, that's extreme. Right. That's extreme. You know, I'm not even gonna call them yeah. it is what it is with them. You know what it is. But um um so I started hearing how greasy people were talking. I'm like, man, that's kind of you know, that's not right. Y'all to say that kind of shit, man. As a I mean, kid. This is a, a 15 year old kid. 15, however old he was. 17 like, year old yeah, kid. Was he, was he 17, 16, I think whatever? 17. He was. Yeah. I'm like, even if he was 20, like, why would it? It didn't really make a difference. Why do y'all think it's cool for somebody to follow somebody because they think they're committing a crime? Now, I'm thinking, like, for me, that's abnormal to do that. I would certainly never do that to nobody. You know what I'm saying? I'm not right. going to follow somebody around because I think they don't belong over here. 
right. totally different mentality. But I kept seeing like a lot of the conservatives that I used to listen to um, almost condoning that shit. You know yeah. what I'm saying? And then Mike Brown happened. And then what was the tipping point for me really was Tamir Rice. Yeah. yeah. Um, when that happened, man, it was it was I had to really start to reexamine some things. And so one of the first books that I um, there was a couple books, actually, one of the first books that I read that, that really started getting me to change a lot of my views was a book called Red Summer. Mm-hmm. Um, and I read that book cover to cover. It was about the, the race riots in 1919 yes that were happening all over the country and and that was something that really opened my eyes because that was where i first started learning about for example the black soldiers who fought in world war one the harlem hell fighters and this that and the other that went over to to fight against the germans and the the united how the how the united states treated those soldiers basically handed them over to the french but then told the French, you know, don't be nice to those Negroes. You got to right. be, you know, right. we, we don't want them coming back home thinking that they're going to be treated equally and all this kind of shit, you know. Um, and then to read how some of those soldiers were treated when they came back home and then reading about all the riots and things like that and some of the stuff that was going on behind the scenes. I said, well, damn, you know, I didn't, I didn't hear none of this history when I was a kid. Absolutely. You feel me? And then um, the other book that really, really did it was um, When Affirmative Action Was White. Once I started reading that shit. You wouldn't pick the the heaviest. Yeah. (laughs) Once I read that, it it just shattered the whole. It was just all that bootstrap shit that it just Mm -hmm. was a total lie. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, I just found out, like, dude, this is this. It was a total goddamn lie. Ain't no picking yourself. They didn't do that shit. You know what I'm saying? Not only ain't no bootstraps, they stole your damn boots, like John Clark said. Right, exactly. So once I figured that, once I started seeing all that, um, it was very easy for me to transition over to where I'm at now. You know what I'm saying? I'm not going to sit here and call myself a leftist. Well, I was just about to say, I I wouldn't even say you're a Democrat. No, hell no. No, I I still wouldn't say that. You know what I mean? I never, uh, I didn't grow up around anybody that was uh, conservative. I grew up around everybody was Democrat. You know? Yeah, me too. Everybody's Democrat, and the same thing. You you vote for the Democrat because they're they're good, and the Republicans are bad. Ronald Reagan is the devil. Yeah. George W. uh, George H. W. Bush was the first Bush I remember. Yeah. He's the devil, devil, Mm -hmm. and his son is the son of the devil. Right. Okay. The Antichrist. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Damien. Right. So once, but once I, I was, and you know, it's funny how God do these things where you'd be like, damn, I can't believe I just seen that. 9-11 changed everything for me. Mm-hmm. 9-11 changed everything. That's when I became politically literate. Okay. I, I made sure I paid attention. I don't know why, but I made sure I paid attention to everything because I wanted to see where this was going. And I didn't I didn't remember. I remember it happening, but I didn't remember World Trade Center 1993. I didn't remember the Gulf War 1991. I remember it happening, but I didn't understand why. The first desert storm. Yeah, Yeah, I didn't understand what that slant drilling and all this other. I didn't know anything about that stuff. So once 9-11 happened, that's when I started fishing. Mm -hmm. I just kept on fishing and fishing. Then then, then those documentaries came out. Loose change. Uh, uh, That's when I found out who Alex Jones was. And back that time. Alice Jones was the government's trying to do this, that, and the third. And you were thinking that he was a leftist the way he sounded. Uh-huh. You know what I mean? But then Barack Obama became president. That's when shit hit the fan. Mm-hmm. Once Barack Obama, and people can say whatever they want. He ain't even a black American and he's not ADOS. And I didn't look at it like that. Right. I was looking at it for what it was politically. That's when I started seeing everybody just, I mean, people that you wouldn't believe mm-hmm. come out of woodwork, racist in a mug. And I was like, whoa, okay. What is this all about? Like, damn, this is, I mean, the talking points were horrible. And it wasn't even just, it wasn't even just because he was black. When I looked at 9-11 and I looked at the political side of things of how the government was literally stealing taxpayer money mm-hmm. and creating hit squads like Blackwater and sending them over to Afghanistan. And I lost one of my, uh, a partner of mine in Afghanistan in uh, Fallujah back in 2006. Mm. You know what I'm saying? He went, wow. he went over there and got blown up by a roadside bomb. Damn. You know what I'm saying? From the hood, from around the way. Yeah. And he, he went over, his his dad put him out and he joined the military. And that was the worst thing he could have did. You know what I'm saying? But um, when I started recognizing where the money was going, I started paying attention to the money side of things. 
You know what I mean? When I started finding out what 9-11 was really all about, you know, the, mm. the quote unquote conspiracy side of things. And I don't mm-hmm. want to get into all of that. But, you know, when I seen them, when they started going to war, I started hearing about how KBR and Halliburton is that was outsourced by the federal government is owned by Dick Cheney. Like all these things. I was like, man, this ain't a, this ain't the president don't mean shit. <laughs> right. This is a big game. These, these, that's when they were called neocons. Mm-hmm. The neoconservatives. Right, right. You know what I'm saying? Philip Zelikow and all those dudes that drew mm-hmm. up the they drew up the strategy for that uh, the Iraq War and all those kind of things. When I started reading about these dudes and I started recognizing and understanding propaganda, I always I, you probably heard me bring this up before, but I remember sitting in my grandmother's house and this is when the uh, the, the war in Afghanistan was hot, 2004, 2003, and I remember uh-huh. uh, the History Channel putting on the Bible Code mm-hmm. and the Bible in on that show on the Bible Code they talked about how. If you if you decipher this in the Bible, it tells you about. Oh yeah, I remember the whole Bible code craze. I remember that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? The the Uh, twin towers is in the Bible, and right, right, right. Bin Laden's name is in the Bible. I was like, hold the fuck on! And when I seen it, then I was Uh, like, okay, yeah, this is bullshit. But if I know how many people don't, mm -hmm. and I don't even I don't even know if you could find that episode of the Bible code on YouTube. I don't think it exists. But the simple fact that they're using propaganda, they're hammering it home. They hammer that propaganda home. So then you you transfer that into how we are told who to vote for. Yeah, we're told to vote for Joe Biden. But then, luckily, thank God for the internet, you can go back and find videos of him talking about that crime bill. Right. You can go back and find out the shit that he was saying about black people in the seventies and the sixties. Sound like a Republican, man. Exactly. They'd be happy. They'd be proud of him. Yeah. What, man, much love to Ice T. He said the same thing. He said uh, on Twitter, "I'm not a Democrat." He said they're both two wings on the same bird. Mm-hmm. Democrats and Republicans. You know what yeah, I mean? Don't tell some of these Democrats, some of these black liberal Democrats that man. It's a. <laughs> it's and just... you know, we all got family members that fall victim to that stuff. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. My grandmother was one of them people. You know the. We you know whenever it's time to vote, and this is here in Portland, they're gonna have some Negro that works for whoever's running for office, Democrat, come to church. Yep. And they're going to kick it. They're going to eat chicken and sing and all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. And then presidents do. I remember Bill Clinton doing it. Yeah, they all do. Yeah, I'm, I, now, I will say this. Trump is making it damn hard, man. Right. I've been trying to get people to, to wake <laughs> yeah, up from that yeah, whole Democrat yeah. versus Republican dynamic. But <laughs> God we, might damn, have to, we might have to just go this along dude, with the yeah, party until... <laughs> this dude, yeah. he's doing everything he can to lose the race. Like, yeah. this motherfucker... The thing that he put out there today, I think, did you see that? I posted it on my Instagram about oh, him with, yeah, the, with the low, uh, let me, let me make sure I read it real quick. Hang on one second. Oh, about the, uh, the suburbs. <laughs> yeah, he's making it real hard, man. I am happy to inform all of the people living their suburban lifestyle dream that you will no longer be bothered or financially hurt by having low income housing built in your neighborhood. Your housing prices will go up based on the market and crime will go down. I have rescinded the Obama Biden AFFH rule. Enjoy. <laughs> so I saw that. Jesus Christ. And now you can't get, and I'm not really, you know, I don't really get into the whole, these are signals and this, that, right, and the other. Right. You know what it is. Yeah. But this was a goddamn thing. <laughs> I mean, that's a man. <laughs> Who do you people think that he's referring to? Exactly. When he says, you know, low income and crime, he associates the low income with the crime and all that. You know what I'm saying? So who the hell is he talking to? (laughs) Right. That's exactly what it is. But I don't know, man. He's making it hard, bro. I've been trying to school my mom. It's it's to the the point to where the only way you should be voting for Donald Trump is if you are racist. Right. And it sounds crazy because he may, you know, and you remember this. When George W. Bush was the president, the country was on the brink of revolution. Mm-hmm. A lot of people don't, they, they forget that. And this, because this, this was before Facebook, before Twitter, all that stuff. Man, people was, they was out of their minds. Yeah. He makes George W. Bush look like Martin Luther King. Oh, man, you ain't never lie. You ain't never lie. You saw Bush's response when the riots started cracking off. Oh, yeah. You know, like, wow, look at this dude with the dignified response. Yeah, I'm like, damn, and it's something I always tell people is that I never believed that George W. Bush was a racist. Mm -hmm. I believed he was an elitist. Right. You know what I'm saying? I never believed he was a racist. Mm -hmm. Donald Trump is a racist. Yeah, that dude. You know, you know, he's he's a straight up racist. He's Andrew Jackson. Yeah, dude is. uh, 
Man, and I'm trying not to get into that, you know, the Republicans are racist and the Democrats no, are... I'm not going to do that. I'm yeah. trying not to do that, man, but this motherfucking Donald Trump, boy. I told myself I'm only, I only vote local. Yeah. But, um, shit, man, this... <laughs> I don't know, man, this dude is, is so toxic. You almost want to... It's almost as if you believe it's a conspiracy that they're making him be this way, so you do vote the other way. I'm going to cuss. I'm a, this is going to be like a curse word right now, man. I'm not doing it. I'm not doing it. Okay. I'm not. But I will not lie and, and say that I'd be lying if I say the thought has not crossed my mind. Like, absolutely. I'm yeah. going to have to vote for this motherfucker Biden, man. Yeah. You see that? You see that? You see how they get Just you? In the, in the, yeah, I see how they get you. you know? I do see. And that's the reason why I will not do it is because I, I see it. But even though I see it, <laughs> It's, it's almost like it's, it's almost like they saying, yeah, well, what the fuck are you going to do about it? Right. You know what I'm saying? Oh, you want a third party? Well, you ain't getting one. Now what? Right. You know that, what that is almost like exactly what they're saying. Yeah. And, because, and, but yo, I thought it was no world possible that I would vote for Biden in, man. You well, know shit, what I'm saying? You, you got to remember, you got to remember this is when Big Mike was like, remember, we almost damn near bet. I, you guys couldn't convince me Donald Trump was going to win. Yeah, I remember that. I wouldn't believe it. I I was I was man, there was no I was laughing at y'all. Yeah. I was literally laughing at you, Big Mike and T. I was laughing at y'all like, bro, this dude's not gonna win. Because in my mind, I'm thinking that everybody remembers he's a con artist. Mm-hmm. Everybody didn't remember. Sure enough, he won that shit. And that I motherfucker that. won. Yeah. I was like, un- I couldn't believe it. Yeah, I remember I that shit. I, I I still can't believe it. I no. still gotta I still think sometimes I might be in a twilight zone, man. It makes you jaded. It makes a lot of people become become jaded. So then they start saying, "Well, I think Kanye could win." It's like, no. Well, I mean, do yeah. you really want? Do you want the? Do you want the country to go that far down into the shitter? Right. Exactly. Or do you want some? I mean, I'm not saying it like we're we're you know um, like I'm representing the country or nothing because I know this country don't represent me the way I, I need it to. But what I'm saying is like, I live here. You know what I'm saying? So do you really want to see the country go down that path no. to the point to where we're electing fucking Lucille Ball or some shit? Like, right. You know what I'm Come on, man. But I mean, shit, and, it Smith started, don't run for president soon or something? It started with Ronald Reagan. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, they, that's they, true. They, they elected an actor. Absolutely. As the governor of the state of California. Absolutely. And then they elected another actor. Arnold Schwarzenegger, Schwarzenegger. Yeah. Right? who's not even a native American, you know, he's not, he's not, wasn't an American citizen all his life. You know, he, no. was, he immigrated here and But he got more that. privilege than me and you who were born here. Right. So, you know, why not? Yeah. <laughs> so I know Kanye feel like, well, fuck it, man, why not me? Now, that would be a horrible idea because I don't think Kanye is, is stable no, mentally. Not, no. You know what I mean? But, um... Yeah, man, you know, times, we just live in some real strange times, man. I just wanted to hop on here with you and chop it up a little bit. Yeah, man. You know, see what's going on in your neck of the woods. Well, you know, uh, my only thing is I was going to go down to Nike, but then I thought about it. I was like, well, I don't want to go down there and somebody might think I'm Black Lives Matter and they just toss my bald-headed ass in the van. Yeah, you know, we're all Black Lives Matter. You know? We're all Black Lives Matter out here. Here, all, here comes Black Lives Matter. Black Lives Matter is in here. You know, it's just like, what the hell? I'm bald-headed with two sleeves and tattoos. I don't need no, I don't need right. no drama right now. Exactly. But I but I live I live far away from downtown, about 20 minutes, 20, 30 minutes from downtown. But I will say this, when it was active, you can hear them downtown. You can hear all the noise and shit. Mm-hmm. You can hear the the um what do they call that the tear gas guns going off and all that kind of shit. It sounds like yeah. fireworks. Oh yeah, you know what oh, I'm saying. Yeah. You can hear it. So and that's you know, the thing. And they were launching fireworks at the cops. Yes, they were yes. launching fireworks back yes. at the police. Yeah. Yes, sure. so it's definitely um it's definitely a testy a testy situation. But you know everybody's down there protesting with their Nikes on. So. Mm-hmm. Exactly. So that's how but it goes down. But let's let me wrap this thing up. We just wanted to come in here real quick. But for all the listeners. Thank you. We appreciate you guys for listening. Become a subscriber. Become a patron. Go to the YouTube page and subscribe. Um, like, share all the videos um, and become a patron. Five dollars. Don't forget that ten dollar tier. We're going to be taking phone calls here soon, too. We're going to be um, taking calls from from um, from fans and guests and stuff. So it was part of that, too. Something in there. I don't know. T knows everything. 
Yeah, oh, we want to have know, a conference I'm, call too. Yeah, at the yeah. end of the month, maybe once a month or so, have a scheduled group conference call with people that uh, are in that tier. You know, we can start strategizing and talking about some things uh, maybe that you guys want to discuss that either we've talked about before, but we've recently gotten away from, or maybe yeah. some topics that we haven't covered yet that you guys would be interested in uh, us tackling. So. Yeah, yeah, because definitely the on the YouTube, man, a lot of fans are interacting. As a matter of fact, on next Monday, we're going to be doing a live stream with Vita and psychiatrist Dr. Candace. So she's going to be on with us. And hopefully either you or T comes on with us. We can fit four people on the stream right. because I think it's going to be really, really interesting. We're going to be talking about relationships, and empathy, and therapy, and all these different kind of black stuff that we need to be doing. Yeah. So, um, yeah, yeah. So, so basically, yeah. You know, just become a subscriber and uh, get that that ten dollar tier and and get all the gift bags and stuff. Oh, also, we got face. We got masks coming out on August twentieth. So, if you go to if you go to redbubble.com, you can find us on Redbubble, and we have masks on there, and we have coffee mugs and some other goodies on there. So, yeah, check us out. Oh yeah, for sure. That's real nice. But uh, yeah, man, thanks a lot, man. Thanks for coming on and uh. Oh no doubt, man. We'll be chopping Stay it up time. soon. So, thank you, everybody. Peace. Peace.